The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape. I'm Matthew Margordi, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I am Len Ward, the managing partner at Comexis. I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. So it is Thursday, and on Thursdays, we normally talk about the retention phase of the buyer's journey. But all this week, we've been talking about different earnings calls for uh, different platforms and businesses that are very important to our marketing and digital marketing world. Uh, So we're putting aside the retention phase for today to talk about Twitter's earnings report. And all of this information that I'm about to mention to you, or at least most of it, is coming from Lauren Ferner on CNBC. She had a great piece on this. I'll link it in the blog description. Lauren Feiner. Well, it's it's finer or fainer or however else. And if we're saying it wrong, then I'm sorry, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> name, thank you, Lauren. But, but thank you. But also, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so Twitter's first quarter earnings report crushed expectations, which sent the stock surging 15.6% on Tuesday. The pop added $4.1 billion to Twitter's market cap, bringing it to $30.5 billion. Uh, so earnings per, sh- earnings per share were adjusted $0.37 cents versus $0.15 cents expected uh, in a definitive su- survey of analysts. Uh, revenue was $787 million versus the expected $776.1 million uh, from another definitive survey. And monthly active users, excluding SMS users, was $330 million versus the $318 million expected in effect set consensus. Consensus estimate. Uh, one interesting thing I wanted to point out was that this is going to be the last quarter where Twitter will report monthly active users. Um, and they announced this during their last uh, earnings report. They said that uh, they're going to be do, they're going to be reporting what they call monetizable daily active users. Um, they began recording that last quarter, uh, and they're saying that that will better reflect the audience. Um, So to them, this metric includes, quote, Twitter users who log in and access Twitter on any given day through Twitter.com or Twitter applications that are able to show ads, according to the company. Uh, Twitter reported 134 million average MDAUs, that's what they're calling them, monetizable daily active users, in the first quarter, uh, for the first quarter compared with 120 million a year earlier. And in the fourth quarter, Twitter said at 126 million MDAUs. So even in that realm, they're doing a lot better. Uh, and in the U.S., Twitter reported 28 million average MDAUs for the first quarter compared to 26 million last year, and it reported 105 million average international MDAUs for the first quarter compared to 94 million last year. Uh, and long story short, basically, the reason they switched that was because there were a couple uh, expectations that uh, dropped down for MAUs uh, for two straight quarters in 2018, and but their DMAUs were still good so that that's why they changed it basically um so what do we think about this guys i mean so twitter's biggest this is i'm going to kind of go opposite of what i normally said we can't overly be concerned about how many users are on a platform twitter's one like snapchat that you have to get there like we've reached a point with something like facebook where they've kind of hit the the plateau they're saturated they're they're there yeah so now it's time on site time on site i definitely think is something that's that is, is highly meaningful, probably the second most important metric in Twitter, and then we'll eventually talk about Snapchat. Um, 
But this is all, actually, I just checked the stock price. We're a little behind here. Stock price is down to about 38 bucks right now, but it's still doing tremendously well over what you could have purchased a little while ago. I think, you know, it's really, it's essential when you're looking at an earnings report for Twitter right now. So if I'm a digital marketer and I'm, well, I am, and I'm thinking about where I'm going to be allocating ad dollars, we've long believed that Twitter is a really, really good spot for B2B, actually a pretty good spot for lawyers to market on and quite a few other uh, businesses to market on. So right now I'm looking at, can they sustain this revenue? Does the revenue continue to increase? If the revenues continue to increase, that's showing me that more and more marketers are coming back. I'm very interested in this MDA users because uh, it looks like um, it looks like they're almost trying to get away from the how many users that they have on the website and they're trying to get you to focus on this, which is fine because let's call it the way it is. 300 million users are really not a lot of users in the grand scheme of things. But Twitter is a really, really engaging platform, as we know. It's something where I'm on there. I know you guys are on there. Or I know Josh is on there. When you go on there, it is my main spot for news. I mean, I have a thing. I just have my list. I mean, I'll have marketing news. I'll have, you know, whatever may, may, may be news. And that is my little go-to. So I think in looking at this earnings report, it's, it's clear that Twitter, in my opinion, is something that you should be allocating money, but I don't think it should ever be any more than maybe 10% of your ad budget based upon what you're trying to accomplish. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. But again, I think if I had to try to pull away, okay, Len, what's the number one thing you're looking at the earnings report? I'm a little suspicious of this MDA used. Like I, I'm very suspicious on what they're saying there. That's kind of Twitter long. People have kind of had questions about Twitter, the stock, Dorsey, who runs the company. Like there's some, not shady, but things aren't really clear as to how you're running this business. But it is clear that Twitter has found a way to monetize what they are. They're clearly getting ad dollars in the front door, which again, let's be clear, ad revenue is the number one reason why they make money. So I'd like to see this stay sustained. So if we're talking next quarter and the revenue, it can't be the same, it's gotta to continue to increase. So if you're at 787 million this time, I don't know what the streets forecast for a quarter three, but you need to be crossing that 790 some odd million over to 800 million. And at that point, I would feel very comfortable at having, based upon the business you're in, 10% of my ad dollars, 5% of my ad dollars in Twitter. But as it stands right now, I feel very comfortable in the entire basket of things. 5% of your advertising dollars should go into Twitter based upon what you are. Right. And, and also a lot of, so I agree, 5 to 10% makes the most sense in terms of your ad dollars. But what, what Twitter does so well is using organic and the ability to share very easily in terms of commenting and retweets because you have platforms like Instagram where you know you comment, it's hard to see what other people liked and unless you go to the, um, the insights page and you could see what pictures people have liked, commented on. Uh, same for Facebook, you, know, you, have to, you have to share the Facebook post to get it to populate back up, but it's so easy on Twitter to just hit that retweet button. It populates on, on their newsfeed, it populates on everyone that's following their feeds as well. So the accessibility of, of reposting and sharing content is easy and that's what makes organic so important on, as well on Twitter. So having a small budget in paid would make sense. Um, on top of that, I think in terms of the MDAU versus the monthly active users, didn't Twitter do a couple like big purges and also had a, they've been cracking down on privacy. So they've been getting rid of a lot of accounts and suspending a lot of accounts. And I think that's why they're sort of changing this metric to we want to show how many people we can monetize rather than how many just people are signing and on and have an account. Well, I, I think that's definitely it. But I think that, you know, I own the stock personally. I like Twitter. I've owned the stock, I think, since about 11 bucks. I really do like the stock. I'm going to continue to hold on to the stock. I wouldn't... I, 
you know, I mean, I'm not going to get no evaluation of it, but I'm, I'm not moving on from the stock until we're no, well north of 60 bucks. You think they'll get there? You know, Twitter has long had a couple problems, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Number one, it's they're, they have a struggling, they, they struggle to get people to come on there and, and actually engage and really show like, you know, or, or they have a tough time getting users to join Twitter where Facebook's really easy and, and, and so forth. And I think one of the biggest problems Twitter faces, and I'd be interested to see in the next earnings report, and I haven't looked at it here at all, how much money are they putting in the marketing themselves? Twitter, you would think is an easy product to use because we use it and it's pretty easy for us, but the average novice coming on, it's difficult. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Snap, although not as hard as Snap. Snap far and away is the hardest platform to use. Um, but Twitter's hard, and, it's almost, and I've said this for the, forever with Twitter, and I've said it in a podcast we did a year and a half ago. Twitter needs to have a marketing thing where you see the way Facebook does the community marketing and Apple does the marketing. Twitter doesn't do that. You need to do old school TV. You need to go on platforms and have video as to why, how easy Twitter is. And it's like, here's a one, two, three, why you should be on here. News is done this way. Like show people like, this is how you digest news nowadays. And I just feel as if Twitter does nothing to promote themselves. Yeah, nothing. I agree actually. Zero. And it's, yeah. it's the classic, Contact Comexus will help you out. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the classic, they don't advertise themselves. And you see a sustained effort by Facebook, you know, by YouTube, by Google. They, they make a serious effort in marketing themselves. And too many of these companies just forget about that. And as an investor, you know, or even as a digital marketer, and I'd look at ad dollars where if their revenue came down next month, but I realized that their revenue was about trying to gain user growth, then I'm like, okay, then I'm gonna keep my ad dollars there. But that's my hesitation with Twitter. Like, it's like, I'd love to put more money on advertising, because here's the best thing about Twitter, by the way. If you ever ran an ad on Twitter, you realize the traffic that comes on Twitter is second to none. It's, it is engaged, it's tremendous. And maybe for every 100 users you get out of Facebook or Google, yeah, five are legitimate, 10 are legitimate, do something. But for every like 50 you get out of Twitter, you get one, and that person's gonna almost move to a conversion. It's just amazing. It's it's almost like it's a more, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's a better form of advertising. I just wish it was larger that we could put more ad dollars in, but right now it's kind of stuck there because it's not promoting itself. Revenue's growing well, so it's showing me people are putting money in there, but this is just, they're not even in the same league as Facebook and Google. So that, that's kind of what I'm looking at from an ad dollar perspective. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Twitter also mentioned that they had rolled out in, the, in their earnings report, they mentioned that uh, they rolled out the public test beta uh, for uh, Twitter on a separate app. Uh, basically, that's where they're going to be doing a lot of their different like format changes. Uh, when they mentioned like taking away like numbers, that's what was getting tested I there. I would go insane. Um, Dorsey said that the <laughs> prototype uh, had been promising so far, but they didn't have any concrete timelines for broader release of different features, which makes sense. Obviously, it's a testing platform. Uh, here's a quote from him. Generally, most of the people that have been testing the prototype app prefer it over the main Twitter production app, so it's shown that we're headed in the right direction, but we still have some work to do before we feel confident that we should put it in production. I know I've seen a couple things like if you get, there have been some weird glitch things where if you get far enough down a chain of tweets, um, it starts getting pushed off the side and the text gets really messed up. So they need to fix like things like that, that their design are, uh, their, their design has has some benefits, but also some some oddities. Is this times. from their new their new design? This is the, the beta test app where they're, te they're, like some of the things they're doing in the app are like, if you if you click on somebody's reply, like it'll, it'll show okay. you the chain down, but it'll show you it like 
offset slightly, almost kind of like how Tumblr used to do it, like or like how or like how Reddit is right now. Kind of like that, okay. yeah. Um, but they didn't fix the part where if you get to a certain point, it like falls off the screen. Okay. But point is, it's doing well, uh, and they're they're fixing different things. So I'm interested to see how much that works. I I do think Twitter could do some some nice. Um, UI changes both on desktop and mobile. So I'm well, interested. Well, in they some, are right now. Well, well, they are, but yeah. I mean bigger but, changes than right. the ones that they're doing. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But but the fundamental issue with Twitter on the advertising is that in a social media world, you're you know you go. I guess Snapchat's almost kind of like this as well. But when you go to like Facebook, everything's organized for you right there. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at the pictures, you're looking at this, you're looking at that. It's like in an organized manner. Twitter's fucking chaos when you get on there. Yeah. You know, if you don't know Twitter, if you don't understand how to ride that wave and you can search via hashtags, there's ways in which you can follow trends. And, you know, what you don't realize, some of the greatest things on Twitter is that you could follow Eagles-Cowboys game and you could have, like, live right. they'll, feeds. They'll have, on the top of the screen, they'll have the live feature, like, oh, playing right now, uh, Eagles-Cowboys. You click on it, you get the thread of people, what are they tweeting. Sometimes, depending on the game, if it's Thursday Night Football, they might actually have the live stream yeah. available. And you see everybody um, talking underneath. And exactly. It's, it's one of the... It's really cool. It's phenomenal. If you're a sports fan, it's one of the greatest things you can do. And to drop an ad there, if you're a local bar, you're a local pub, you're a barber, whatever it may be, to put your ad there and to constantly have that it's it's unbelievable because yeah. the all like we said the audience in there is engaging the problem is and it goes back to what i just said twitter is not showing people how to do it yeah. don't it's it's like they're too cool for it mm-hmm. you know and as an advertiser i'm like jesus christ we'd love to pull more money with you but stop acting like you know you're sitting at the back table at the lunchroom nobody cares exactly. you know like that's probably i'm really dating myself <laughs> but but it's it's like and i think it's they, they've gotten complacent and they realize that you know, we think we're doing well because they are doing well, but they're not doing enough more to continue to to build themselves up into you know, like what you said, get them to sixty dollars, seventy dollars. Well, I, I I personally think that this has literally been they are building this company to get acquired. They they all they almost were acquired two times, and this literally just has like what is the best platform for Twitter to be acquired? And it's a media outlet. You got to think about, you know, the Wall Street Journal, Dow Jones. You got to think about maybe like a Comcast. You got to think about like a Disney, you know, or even like a Netflix. You have to think about somebody who's distributing like a media type platform. What would fit well within their portfolio? Twitter would, I mean, I couldn't even think about that for a minute. Think about like a Netflix and a Twitter merger. You may be like, it doesn't make any sense. It makes a lot of sense. If you kind of were to blend those two together and you now have live feed on everything for Twitter, that may be a bit of a stretch. But if you look at like, like an ABC or an NBC News where this is where it's all getting distributed, it's going to alienate a you're lot of ma- people. You're making me wonder if, like, I'm just now thinking in my head, like, you're watching something on Netflix and then there's a small little box on the side that has what people are saying during the episode. And I would you can, hate that. Yeah, I would hate it too, but just just the idea of but, you, but could you could always have a feed. You could you always turn have it off. The, problems. Yeah. yeah so, you I mean, could. And, and I'm not even saying that that would be the right thing, but... It, it definitely, and that's where, as an advertiser, you got to wonder, like, okay, we're doing well on advertising, we're making, we're getting leads and so forth. But it's definitely the question is, is that Twitter is clearly one of the platforms we advertise on that clearly is trying to get acquired. Right. They're not trying to buy; they're trying to get acquired. So the question is, is that what is the right? And that's for the Wall Street podcast that somebody else is doing. But I just think in my mind, I'm like, every time I see him, I'm like, you know, it, it would, it, you could just see another company coming in saying, you have a great, great platform in which you can monetize and, and run with, right. you know. So I don't know. It just comes back to what we were saying earlier. I just find it to be as great as it is. 
There's the reason you have 300 million people is very easy because you hear, oh, well, President Trump tweeted something out or somebody did something stupid on Twitter and that immediately alienates a million different people. And the reality of the situation is we all know there's Twitter trolls, but it's an easy way just to kind of block it out, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and there's a million things you can do on it. So it's frustrating because I like the platform personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great platform. You know they I should, do. So. I know you do. <laughs> I also love Twitter. You like it. It should yeah. be vastly more than 300 million users. And it should be a much better platform for clients to advertise on. And they just, they just like, it's like they just don't care. Like you said, they're just too cool for school. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I, I have some problems with like, like when, like, I think the, the explanation of how things get done is, is, is good. I think they do need that. But I also think they have problems like the algorithmic news feed is, yeah. can be, can be good, but it can also be super annoying because then you end up like, there are tons of times where, I'll see the same post like 10 times a day where it's just somebody adding one extra new comment or whatever. Um, But the post could be 36 hours old. And it's like, okay, why am I still seeing this on the algorithmic news feed? And then I have to switch to the non-algorithmic, but then it switches me back automatically. But you know what's funny? I leverage that. Because I know. I mean, it's great for people I, making no, content. No, no, but, but I know, but it, but it's easy to leverage because you you tweet something and you thread it, and to, and when you thread it, you find ways to manipulate the algorithm to what you originally posted, but then add to it, so it gets not people only commenting and interacting with the post you just recently did, but they go back and see what you said prior, and then that even gets you again to then click in and see more about you. So it's. I don't. Think, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think it's bad from a from a content or brand perspective. I think it's poor user experience. Okay. Like I like I like in turn like when I think of Facebook, not that Facebook is necessarily in complete chronological order either, but I Their feel like algorithms just brutal anymore. We're good. But well, I, I feel like because probably because Facebook posts are bigger by nature normally because it's images or video or something it's easier to scroll through and be less annoyed because there's less likely to see the same thing. Yeah. Where on us Twitter, like if I'm on Twitter, I can see like eight tweets in a row on right. my and phone. That, and that's also because like multiple people are retweeting it, multiple people yeah, are commenting on it. it. Yeah. But again, that's just the nature of it because it is very news heavy. So when someone, if, if you have a media personality who's giving out news or giving out a, a, a sports take, you're gonna see someone retweeting it because they like it, or you're gonna see someone commenting it because they don't like it, and then 10 minutes later, you might see it pop back up again because someone else has something to say, and then it's more for that person wants people to see what they think on it, and and then it just keeps cycling back and forth of having having the same post. So, I mean, I get I get it, but yeah. it's, it's because it's so news-centric. I mean, I feel like even chronologically that would still work because then you would just see the you could just see the most recent. So just thing. see the comment, think, but not see the post. I think if they designed the UI slightly different to be more fitting for a chronological thing like that, mm-hmm. you could have here's this post in response to this thing that just happened two minutes ago. Okay. So then you could see the the first post and that person's post without the algorithm showing you the same thing fifteen thousand times a day. No. I don't know. It's, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, yeah. so it's not like I have yeah, like a no, small... I, I do too. It's, it's I, tough. No, it is so. tough. And especially when there's a, you know, a large influx of people talking at the same time and it's hard to see everyone, everyone's thoughts because it's just... You know, like for me, I use it for sports, obviously. So when the, the game's going on, everything happens so fast. Everyone has a reaction. So it is hard to, t- to see, but I don't know. It's just... 
Twitter's still fun. I so. love Twitter. <laughs> it's good. I like Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter also mentioned that the company is going to be taking, quote, a more proactive approach to abuse on its platform. Um, I'm in the boat of wanting to see how that goes before uh, I make any comment on it because I'm, I'm not convinced, but we shall see. Um, they also have some other comments about GDPR and how they're actually, like, okay with it and different things like that. Um, which I'll, I'll link in the description. Uh, Lauren uh, Fanner or Fainer or Finer, as we've determined or tried to determine the last name of, um, has a great piece. So definitely check that out if you want to read some more on that. So that's all for today's episode of The Buyer's Journey. Check us out at Comexis.com, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Buyer's underscore Journey. Thanks for listening.